not here on that first Sunday, we ask that you would turn it in uh, the following Sunday. Mark chapter 5, or chapter 4 rather, verse 35 and, uh, <clears throat> and following. I want to, want to go to Mark chapter, chapter 4, and uh, we want to take a look at it uh, on uh, today. Uh, give me the subject right quick, uh, but Tyler, and uh, while on the, on the sea of life, uh, right here, while on the sea of life, while on the sea of life, uh, we want to picture our minds that we are, uh, life is a journey, and we are on uh, the sea uh, of life, journeying from earth on up to glory. Give me the first point there. Uh, and I want to just do my points in case I don't make, them make it back to my points. Uh, you knew I had points. Uh, hum humanity and the divinity of Jesus. Uh, humanity and divinity of Jesus. We need to understand Jesus was 100% man. I think sometimes we forget that Jesus was a man. Everything you have to deal with, Jesus dealt with. Jesus had to deal with anger. He had to watch himself, make sure he... He kept himself together. Jesus had to deal with lust, just like you all had, have to deal with lust. Jesus had to deal with everything that human beings had to deal with. He had to deal with losing friends in death. He had to deal with everything you experienced, Jesus experienced for 33 years. Not only that, but Jesus is not only 100% man, but he's 100% God. He is human and he is divine. Jesus. And you're going to see his humanity and you're going to see his divinity uh, on this journey. Point number two, watch this here. Then you must undergo testing. Life is not a cruise ship, but a battleship. You must undergo testing. I don't care how old you are in life, everybody must be tested on the sea of life. Now, all of us are going to experience different kinds of testing, but rest assured, all of us are going to go under testing. Now, life is not a cruise ship. Now, I know sometimes we, we want to ride smoothly on our sailboat all across life, journeying along without no storms, without any problems, without any bumps in the road. But I need you to understand, life is not a smooth sail. It's not a cruise ship. Matter of fact, the church is not a cruise ship. Some of us haven't yet understood that. It's not a cruise ship. You don't come to church to sleep. You don't come to church to eat. It's not a cruise ship. You don't come to relax. It's not a cruise ship. And some people have retired. This is a the church is a battleship. This is a battleship. We are, we are in a spiritual war. This is not a cruise ship. This is a battleship. So since it's a battleship, you have to take your positions. You have to take your positions. Some of them, you have those on those who, who are gunners. They, they, they fire away. Then you got others who are, who are watching the, watching for those who come in 
to the church to try to destroy the church. We have different positions in the church, but this is not a cruise ship. It's a battleship. Third point here, number three. Number three. The third time, number three. Uh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, so you blaming me. <laughs> you see, that's why I send that thing over to y'all, because my mind is not that good to hold that stuff. Now, I'm going, I'm going, okay, here we go. The humanity and the divinity of Jesus. All right. And you must undergo uh, testing. And life is not a cruise ship, but a battleship. All right. Your third point, tech people, is in the second point. It's combined together. All right. So you don't get no certificate or no degree on that one, uh, on that. Third point is in number two. All right? Everybody with me? Y'all got me? Y'all good? All righty. Get back for me, Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them what? Let us pass over unto the other side. Now watch this here. Now Jesus has been preaching and teaching all day. All right? He's preaching and teaching all day. I want you to get a picture of, of a body of water. And, and, and I want you to picture uh, a small ship, uh, a boat, if you will, uh, that's, that's a few feet away shore. Jesus is standing or sitting in that boat, preaching and teaching to a mass number of people. And he's doing this all through the day. Now imagine uh, it, it may be hot. Uh, he's in the sun uh, all day. And all he's doing is, is preaching and teaching to uh, the multitude. Uh, and then towards the end of the day, while the sun is going down, the Bible says, uh, and the same day, when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Now understand, Jesus is already inside of the boat. So he don't have in the boat because the crowd is all on the shore. So he tells his disciples, let us go over on the other side. So what they do is, they come on in the boat with Jesus. They start going into the sea of Verse 35, watch this here. The Bible says in verse 35, uh, verse 36 rather, and when they had sent the multitude away, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. Have you ever, ever wondered about them little ships with him? Huh? The mother little ships? We just run over that, but, uh, but there were other little ships with him. See, while Jesus was teaching and preaching, the crowd was all before him in the boat. But there are other folk who say, well, I want to be a little bit closer to him. Let us get in our little ships 
and let us be on the water with Jesus. And so they wanted to get in their ships, and they wanted to be around of the Lord as he used the ship for his pulpit. Now, verse 37, watch this here. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now what? It was now full. And I want you to get a mental picture of what's going on. Jesus teaching and preaching on earth. He tells his disciples, let us go over on the other side. There are other little ships around him. They move into the Sea of Galilee. And, and, and now I want you to understand that there's a great storm of what? Of wind now. The wind began to blow hard. And then the waves beat into the ship so that it was now what? Full. You are on a ship, and now the ship is full of water. And verse 37 of verse 38 says, and he was in the hinder or the back part of the ship asleep. Now, they're fearing for their lives. But here's Jesus in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow, he made himself comfortable. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? Now let's be real. You can say what you want. You can say you can have all the faith in the world. If you are on a ship and that ship it's full of water. You're going to get scary. I know I will. Jesus, our master, our teacher, is in the ship sleeping. And in, the, in ships, in these ships, they used to have places for captains and whatnot, sailors to, to go to sleep and lay down. And he would sit almost in a, in a chair, and his legs would fall down to the floor uh, into the ship. And there was a part, a cushion where he can lay his head, where he can go to sleep. And I just can just see Jesus, like some of y'all, just knocked out cold. Uh, just, he gone. He's just gone. Legs hanging down, head to the side, maybe a little drooly drool. Uh, uh, I know he's Jesus, but he's still human. Amen, somebody. That's where you look at the humanity and the divinity of Jesus right here. Because Jesus has been teaching what? All day. Jesus is tired, y'all. This is the humanity right here. He's tired. Jesus is fatigued. I know he's God, but he's 100% man. And he's sleeping right here. God don't sleep. Oh, I wish I had a church with me. The old folk used to tell us, God don't sleep. This is not God sleeping. This is Jesus, Mary's son, that is asleep right here. And Jesus is sleeping. Why? Because he's dog tired. Jesus is fatigued. Not only that, you can tell by the storm that Jesus is exhausted. And he's asleep on a pillow by his men, is scared to death. Because the ship is filling up with water. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, 
carest thou not that we perish? Master, carest thou not that we perish? Or don't you care that we're drowning here? That's a better word, drowning. The water is, is past their ankles. I'm more sure it's past their knees. It's, it's probably past their waist. And, 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 and they're in a ship, and the water has to come up pretty high. And they say, don't you care that we are drowning or that we're perishing? Jesus' demand is sleeping because Jesus' demand is tired, fatigued, and exhausted. But God is awake. My point to you is Jesus, the man, is asleep, but Jesus, God, is awake. The man's eyes is closed, but God's eyes is always over the righteous. Don't y'all know that Jesus saw the water rising with his eyes shut? Because the man was sleeping, but God is always awake. And Jesus, look, they said, Master, don't you care that we are perishing. Verse 39. And he arose. And he arose. But but their faith. But their faith. But their faith. And we say they had low faith, no faith, shaken faith. Something was wrong with their faith. And I agree, yes, something was wrong with their faith, but I must say that if you and I was on that boat, something would have been wrong with our faith. And if you don't believe me, you get on a ship in the middle of a body of water, and you let a windstorm come, and you let them waves start hitting that ship. Jesus is sleeping. Jesus stood as an anchor for the ship, just as long as he was on the ship, Jesus was the anchor of the ship. Don't y'all know, even though the boat was filling up with water, don't you know that boat couldn't sink? It couldn't sink because Jesus was on board with his disciples. The Bible says, and he, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. Now, that's God talking. Man can't cause no, no sea to be still. Peace be still. That's the God in him now. Peace be still or, or sit, boy, sit. He says, and the wind did what? I mean, it was like, and it like. The Bible says, and there was a great what? There was a great calm. Point number two, in life, you have to be tested. I want to say something. You may not agree, but listen. Not only I think the storm came from Jesus, but I think that Jesus gave them a test, and he gave them a test for them to fail the test. That's my personal belief. That's not what the Bible is saying. I don't take what I'm saying. I think, I think Jesus did it on purpose because have you ever 
been to school, college, or university, whatever the case might be. You know, when you go there sometimes, they'll give you their own standardized test. Especially if you didn't do well on your ACT and your SAT. They'll give you a test to gauge where you are. And they'll, they'll put you in a room with a bunch of folk. A lot of folk who didn't score well as you know. <laughs> but they put you in there. Uh, if you made a six. <laughs> Don't act like nine, 11, 13. Come on, I'm, I'm getting close. <laughs> Somebody said, you didn't get to it yet. But they give you this test, right? And they want to test your English. They want to test your math skills. They want to test your writing. Those three things. They'll test you on those three things. You don't do well on them, what they'll do, they'll put you in remedial courses. Uh, they'll put you in remedial courses. And what Jesus was doing here, he gave them his own standardized test. And he put them on a boat. And he took them out here in the Galilean Sea. Now, the thing about this sea here is this, is that at any given moment, it was 680 feet below sea level. This sea here, windstorms came through it like a valley all the time. Now, the thing about it with these guys on board with Jesus is that they're accustomed to stuff like that. But this day, on this boat, in that storm, they had never seen and witnessed something like this before. They had been through some other windstorms, y'all. They, 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 can, they, can, they can do what they have to do, drop some sails and keep a few up and keep rolling. But this storm here was touched by Jesus. Oh, this was a, this was a stronger storm. This, 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 the winds were more forceful here. The waves now were, was, was, was filling in the boat. They ain't never seen nothing like this. I know they didn't see nothing like this because if they did, why they scared? See, when a sailor goes through something and, you know, he just, it's just, everything is normal. You know, hey, do this. Hey, drop sails. Hey, hey, move here. Hey, hey, throw this overboard. Hey, hey, do that. They're working. But on this day, they're running. But I, I like what I see here because they didn't jump overboard. They ran to Jesus. Now, you can say what you want. They didn't have no faith. Amen. They didn't have no faith or faith like they should have had. But I'm so glad they didn't jump overboard and commit suicide. Because there are people in life, on the sea of life, who will jump overboard and commit suicide, physical suicide, because uh, they think that there's no way out. But on this day, in this ship, they didn't jump overboard. Instead, they might have ducked and put their tails between their legs, but they ran to Jesus. Y'all, they ran in the right direction. They needed, some, they needed some lessons on faith. But my point is, they failed the test. And they had to go through some remedial courses for three, three years. This, this was not the only test they failed. They failed the other test on the water. Remember that one? When Jesus, it was still dark. Jesus walking on water, y'all. Y'all remember that? Walking on water. What happened? 
they were out there. They were scared. They were, so that it, 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 it's a ghost. No, it's, it's Jesus. And then Peter, Jesus gets closer, and then Peter says, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And then Jesus tells him, come, Peter. And then Peter begins to what? Walk on the what? Walk on the water until the wind starts blowing. What happened? He took his eyes off of Jesus, put his eyes on his problems, and he what? Started sinking. Failed test number two. They were in remedial courses for three years. And then when Jesus died, they still didn't get the message. Matter of fact, the majority of them left and started doing what they were doing before. There was a man who had a son who was a lunatic. He had problems standing up. They went over to him. They tried to, they tried to get him together. They, they told Jesus, Jesus wasn't there. They were on their own. That's another test. Jesus comes back to them and they say, Master, we couldn't, we couldn't heal him. Jesus says, it's not that y'all could not heal him. Y'all could not heal him because you didn't have enough faith to heal him. My point is, they were always being tested, but they always usually failed the test. They had to go through remedial courses. And when you look over here, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Verse number 40, and he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? Now, what you have to understand is, in the synoptic gospels, there are three writings, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John does not write this story. But here, Mark writes it this way. But you may be familiar with the one, O ye a little faith. Huh? O ye a little faith. But what I want you to see here, Jesus is not... It's not making a statement here. Jesus is almost asking a question. He's like, why are ye so fearful? Don't you see him as he come, come out and he calms the sea and he turns to his disciples and he's almost like, why are y'all so, so scared? Can't you see him on that ship? And then he says, how is it that y'all don't have no faith? I can just see Jesus. How Fellas, how is it y'all don't have no faith? How, how is it y'all don't have no faith? And you know why Jesus can say that? Because they done seen some of the miracles he did. They done seen Jesus perform miracle after miracle after miracle, and that's why he can come to them on the boat and say, Fellas, what's wrong? Why y'all don't believe in, in me? Watch this here, verse 41. And they feared exceedingly. And watch this. And said one to another, what manner of man is this? Here's my thing. When y'all were scared on the ship, and y'all said, Master, don't you care that we perish? My question to them disciples would be this. What y'all wanted Jesus to do? Why y'all was asking him, why y'all was telling him, don't you care? Why you went to Jesus in the first place? Here's the point. What manner of man is this? What manner of man you thought he was? When you was asking him, don't you care that we are perishing here? What you wanted Jesus to do out of his sleep? You wanted him to just 
come out, walk in the water with you? What, what, what did you want the man to do? They didn't even know who Jesus really was. We got some folk in the church still don't know who Jesus really is. We, don't, we still don't know that Jesus can calm any storm in your life. He, he can't just calm any storm in your life. And what we look at, we look at Jesus taking away the exterior storms. It's about stealing you on the inside. There's some storms that's going to come in your life. Jesus ain't going to take that stuff away from you. But he can calm you on the inside. We call it a peace that surpasses under. We can't understand everything that's going on, but the Lord is still calming us and giving us peace and stealing our minds and our spirits, what? On the inside, even though things are not what they ought to be, what? On the outside. It's not about what goes on on the outside as it is what's happening on the inside. And these fellas said, what manner, who, who is this fella? What's up with him that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let me tell y'all something. If I'm not a, a 12, a 12, uh, I'm going to try to make myself the 13th. Now, y'all not, not feeling me. Y'all not feeling me. If he didn't choose me to be one of the 12, I want y'all to know, wherever he is, wherever he bees, I'm going to be right there with him. I'm going to let God see that I want to be the 13th apostle. Amen, somebody. I'm just trying to tell y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. They're going to be like that, five, five, 130 pounds with everything on and a full glass of water. He's with Jesus. Who is this fella? Y'all ought to read about me in the Bible. Y'all ought to read about me in the Bible. Probably didn't call my name, but this fella, he was always with Jesus. We don't know his name, but he's, he's always with you. Y'all ought to get to heaven one day, and y'all ought to find out it's W.L. Vils. It was me. I'm just telling y'all, if I would have seen all of the stuff Jesus did, I would have want to be right there with the rest of the 12. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Ship going out there, Jesus talking about, I'm, I'm I'm, I'm coming to the boat, man. I'm coming to the boat. Hey, Jesus, let me get in. Throw the raft, man. Throw the raft. Jesus, like, get, get, get that boy. Get him, get him, get him, get him on here. Get him on here. I'm just saying I wouldn't want to be intimate, close to Jesus because of who he, who he is. This man can talk to things in nature, and they, they obey him. Man, if I... If, if he can do that, just imagine all the other stuff he can do. And then the part about it is the disciples later on, they're going to have some of the same abilities like Jesus to the point of raising the dead. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? I want to be with a fellow like that. Let's bring me to the ending point is that life is not a, life is not a cruise ship, but it's a battleship. Some of us want to sail through life without any distractions. We want to sail through life without any disturbances. We want to sail through life without any difficulties. We just want to sail. Look, Lord, I don't mind following you, but don't bring no trouble my way. I just want to just cruise 
just let me cruise life. Just let me, let me tell you something. It don't work that way. I don't care who you are. It, it doesn't work that way. You, there's not a man or woman in life who just cruising life without any disturbances, without any distractions, without any difficulties in their life. Life does not work like that. You're going to be challenged. I want you to stay with me now. You're going to be challenged. You're going to have to suffer some things. Who was it that shared with us, uh, I think not long ago, about the, the, uh, the caterpillar? Was it you? No, not you? Are right, you honest? That's good. Brother Brown, was it you? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, tell the truth, Brother Brown. Uh, who is it? Brother Scholes? Somebody, somebody. I was, I, maybe I was reading the stuff. I read so much stuff I might have been reading. You was you? Caterpillar? Uh, he, he tried to think like he was ill. Just say, Brother Barry, it wasn't me. I don't remember. You're gonna have you're gonna be challenged. You you gonna look sometimes you're gonna you ever watch these movies where they where they they there there's a wall between them uh, a wall is here and a wall their back is against the wall and then the wall on the other side starts to close in huh you know just getting closer and closer and you're like ooh you better you better do something you better jump you better ooh you better do something sometimes life is just like that. The wall starts closing on you. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I don't care who you are, you, you start getting scary. When your back is against the wall and the walls are closing in on you. And I know, and I was talking about Steph the other day, and, and, you know, look, I, I'm like, I, you know, look, Jesus, how far you want that water to get? I mean, really, you know, look, man, it, it's, it's to my neck. You know, if you brother shows, brother Dyer, you know, brother Brown, who else? Brother Johnson, maybe, maybe you, brother Dexter. Yeah, Michael. Yeah, and uh, the Tobit boys. Y'all all right. But if you brother Vils and brother Steph, brother Carrick, where you at, Carrick? Yeah. We short. We would have been in trouble. Lord, how you want, you know? I can see Matthew. Matthew, I don't, I don't know, maybe about 6'3 or something, you know. And, and you know, if, if I'm 5-something and, you know, the water, Lord, when you when you going to stop this thing? Y'all see my point? How much faith you want me to have? How much faith you need to see in me for you to stop this business? What's happening down here? Because if you don't stop this water from rising, eventually I'm going to drown. I need you to do something. I'm believing you can do it. But how much faith I need to show you before you stop this thing? Oh, y'all follow me what I'm saying? But Jesus didn't stop it, y'all. He was still sleeping. It was not until they decided to come to Jesus when they were in trouble and when they were in need. Listen, the Lord don't want you to drown. There are some people who are drowning in sin. They're drowning in sin. And the Lord is just watching you. Why don't you just come to me? They're drowning in finances. Why don't you just come to me? 
They're drowning in worrying and anxieties. Why don't you just come to me? He don't want you to jump overboard. He wants you to run to him because you may not have the kind of faith you need right now, but at least Jesus could give you what you need in the meantime to get you over on the other side. One thing I like about this, when I first read this thing, the first time I read this thing here, the first thing I saw was that Jesus told them in the first case, let us go over on the other side. Them disciples done forgot what Jesus said. Some of us are just like those disciples. Some of y'all forget what I say before you get to your car. You forget somebody say, what did Brother River, what was the first point? <laughs> what, what was the subject? <laughs> ah, ah. What text did he use? Oh. I'm serious. They, they, they forgot. Not none of y'all. They didn't come today. They didn't come today. But forget what. And Jesus is saying, whatever you're dealing with, all you got to do is just, and I'll help you out. I'll, I'll be there, and I'll give you what you need, but let us go over what? On the other side. They forgot that Jesus said, we're going to the other what? Side. It's not going to come without challenge. It's not going to come without suffering. Now watch this business about suffering. I thought it was Brother Brown. He said he didn't do it. Except and chose. So there was a story about a fella. And he was out in the garden and he saw, he saw a cocoon. And uh, he went out there to the cocoon. It was a little hole, you know. In the cocoon, you can see, you know, the butterfly in there. He saw the butterfly moving and shaking and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so the little fella, you know, he wanted to help the butterfly. Because he thought the butterfly was struggling for his life. So what he did, he made a larger hole for the butterfly. And he made a larger hole for the butterfly, and the butterfly remained, started to shake, and he shook himself out of the cocoon, fell to the ground. Time came, you know, for the cycle and the metamorphosis process to be complete. That butterfly tried to fly, but it couldn't. And the reason why the butterfly couldn't fly is because his wings were so weak. You see, what the boy did he disturbed the process. You can't tamper with the process. You can't ask the Lord to remove you from your struggle and your suffering and your pain. Sometimes you got to stay there because there's something else coming later on that you need the strength for. Don't come out of the struggle. So the boy made a hole for the caterpillar, I mean the butterfly to come on out, but he messed up the process that the butterfly could no longer couldn't even fly. And all the butterfly could do there, one day eventually he died because the struggle was necessary for strength in the wings so he can one day be able to fly. Challenges will come. Sufferings will come. And when you really understand what suffering and challenges and pain and issues and problems do for us, 
you can rejoice that Paul tells the Philippian church, rejoice, and again I say rejoice because you can rejoice in the sufferings of Christ because you know what is doing for you is going to benefit you somewhere down the line. But he said, let's get on the other side. While he got on the other side, church, see, Jesus knows, he knows what we can't see. You know, sometimes we think we might know, we try to go ahead of the Lord. He knows what we can't see. Every test is critical. Every test is critical. Now, all of them we cannot pass, but we shouldn't fail every test. Amen, somebody. I remember, I remember in school, you know, I, I just couldn't tackle that, 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 that algebra. I, you were pretty good. You made A's and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. And one of the, or the day, don't tell nobody this, but I was at Southwestern and uh, <laughs> uh, me and my brother-in-law, I'm not going to tell you his name, we was in the classroom of Mr. Nawobi. He was an African algebra teacher uh, there. And we went there at the end of the semester. You know, it was time for people to graduate and all that kind of stuff. And we went Mr. Nawobi, and I followed my brother-in-law. I said, where that joker going? Where is he going? You know, and, and I knew he wouldn't that good either in, in college algebra. And, uh, and so I, I said, well, where is he going? So he went up in there, and he was begging Mr. Nawobi. Mr. Wolf, just give me, man, just give me this, just give me this grade, man. Look, I, I just need that to graduate, man. Look, I ain't going to be using no algebra in my profession. I'm not going to be using that. You know, I'm not going to be no engineer. Just give me that. And I use the same tactic, too. You take, and, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. And he gave us some grades that we didn't make. You know, amen. You just got to pray for people. You know, you just got to pray for them. He gave us some grade that we didn't, <laughs> we, did, <laughs> we didn't make that grades. At least not in that course, the college algebra. And, uh, you know, and I, I couldn't handle that college algebra, man. I'm telling you, you would give you some tests, man. I was like, man, what is this, man? <laughs> I ain't ashamed to say it. I didn't pass one test. I'm going to be honest with you. I just, I'm, I'm serious, man. I'm, I'm good. I ain't, ain't going to use that stuff <laughs> on the real. But he gave us a grade. Now, let me tell y'all the other side, too, because y'all need to know this. I didn't apply myself to that college algebra as well. So, now, I don't think that I just can't get the stuff. I just want to get it. Now, but but he gave us a grade. Thank God for that uh, on that end, uh, that he had mercy. That he had mercy. Y'all following this? But on the other side, on the other side, while they were through the storm, it was necessary for Jesus to maximize that storm. Because when Jesus left, the disciples was going to represent the church. They need to be a good representation of Jesus. So Jesus would take those disciples sometimes away from the crowd. And he'd give them some training lessons. And he'd give them some testing lessons. And sometimes they got it, sometimes they didn't get it. But when he said cross over on the other side, you see, Jesus knows what's coming on the other side. If y'all know anything about Mark 5, as soon as they got over on the other side, there was a man there. He had fetus on him, chains. He lived in the tombs. He sat down among the tombs and he would cut himself with rocks. 
because he had a legion of demons living inside of him. Jesus wanted his disciples to get and understand the power of the storm need not be more than the power of your faith. I don't care how strong that storm was. Your faith has to be storm-proof. Proof. Your faith needs to be stronger than a windstorm because there's a legion of demon storms waiting for us on the other side. Jesus will train you with the wind storms uh, that you can take on the legions uh, on the other side. Then don't tell nobody. And then there was another storm after that storm. After Jesus dealt with the, with the legion, then there was another storm. Jairus' daughter was sick. Jairus has come to Jesus. Come on, I, I need you to come to the house. Look, come on, she, she, she's dying right now. Come on to the house. And Jesus like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then, and then there's another storm that came. I want you to watch this. While Jairus is dealing, walking with Jesus to his house, there's a woman who holds him up. He's on his way, y'all, to save a daughter who's dying. But there's a woman, what? Holds him up. And she's been suffering for years. She's been bleeding. She's been having pain. She's been on the ground for 12 long years. And if anybody can help her, Jesus was the man. And she didn't care where Jesus had to go. All she wanted is, give me some pain reliever here. Give me my life that I lost back. Jesus dealt with that man. Gave him his mind back. He understood. He knew where he was. Then he dealt with Jairus's, or Jairus's daughter was still dying. And you know what he did? Jesus took care of the woman first. Y'all not seeing this. There's sometimes you're on your way to do good somewhere else, but sometimes you'll be held up with stuff. And you need to be able to multitask. You need to be able to take care of the problem right here, and you still never fall off your course. You're still on track, and then word got back to him. Don't worry about Jesus. Don't worry about it, Jesus. Don't worry about going to Jairus' house. The girl is dead. <laughs> and then Jesus, you know, he, he got to teach his disciples. Y'all, faith is stronger than that. See, your faith got to be stronger than even death itself. Be faithful into death. You got to be faithful unto death. You can't let death stop you. And so he had to go to Jairus' house. And you know what he did when he got to Jairus' house? He told the people there. There were people in there. They were crying. They were mourning. They paid people to mourn in those days. They actually paid you to come when somebody died to mourn. Jesus told the mourners and everybody else, y'all get on out of here. He took his disciples in with him. I want you to see something. He needed them to understand that even death itself was not stronger than the faith that you guys need to have. He talks to the girl. He tells her, arise, get up. The Bible says that girl got up. Jesus told her, he told the people, he must have told the dad and the mom, y'all get her some food, feed her. She needs to eat. Takes them boys out of there. They done learned three lessons, four lessons in one day. That we can tackle this storm. If we only believe in Jesus. Y'all can tackle a legion of demons. 
if you only believe in Jesus. Y'all can tackle death itself if you only believe in Jesus. Y'all can tackle dealing with people who are suffering in their lives for years. If you have the faith, you can tackle trouble, sufferings, problems for 12 years. Let me tell y'all something. Some of y'all, y'all been suffering because of this, that, and the other. Some of y'all suffering because you lost a loved one. Let me tell you something. Your faith needs to rise above that which you have lost. Because if Jesus could calm the storm over yonder, he can sure enough calm the storm inside of us. Don't tell nobody nothing. Don't tell them this. Jesus said, let us go over on the other side. Let me tell you this. This is free. It don't cost you nothing. You're going to lose some people in your life. As you journey to the other side, sometime there's going to be a son that you might lose. The daddy might make it over to the other side. And the other side is the point and the place and the position God has purposely, providentially, one day said, this is where you're going to be in your life. But when you get to that place, have you ever heard people say, I wish I had mama here to see me now. I wish, I wish daddy, I wish daddy can see me, can see me now. Let me tell you something. There are some people on your sea of life journey that you're going to lose sometime. It's going to be a spouse. You're going to get to a certain point in life. Your spouse won't be with you. Sometimes it's going to be a parent that's going to lose you. Sometimes you're going to lose a child. You're going to lose people while you get to your place and position in life. But when you lose those people, and when we lose those people, understand as we travel the sea of life, Jesus is always on board with us. He's always on board. I don't care how dark the nights may get. I don't care how cold the winter may get. I don't care how hot it gets in the furnace. I don't care how obscure things may look. You need to understand, Jesus, Jesus is always on board. Sometimes, y'all, it seems like he ain't there. I'm telling you, sometimes it seems like, like he done abandoned ship. Sometimes it seems like he done took a boat and he done left us out here by ourselves. But never forget, he will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. It might look that way, but if you look in the back of the boat, he's there. He ain't never left us. He's on board. And all you and I got to do is keep believing in Jesus. That he is able because he is able. If you're not a child of God, you come by hearing his word, believing the same, repenting of your sins, confessing Christ, putting them on in water baptism for the remission of your sins. You can do that today. We'll baptize you today. You can be saved, washed a new Christian on today. If you are a child of God, you stand in need of prayer today. We'll pray for you. We'll pray with you on today. If that's your desire, I pray God that you do what God wants you to do before it's eternally and everlasting too late. Why don't you come? As together we stand and together we sing the invitation song, Why Don't You?